Hello and welcome to Direct Hit, the cricket podcast. I am joined as ever by my cricket correspondent and Brewwood's finest ever cricketer, Matthew Conroy. Hey Josh, how's it going? Yeah, good cheers. I'm fairly depressed. Jim Hollyoke, how are you getting on? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad, sir. Yeah, yeah, we, we plod on. We, we stick going. We've, um, it's actually been a while since we've been together, guys, and we've missed 11 games of World Cup cricket. So let's start with the important thing. How did we get on this Saturday? Jim, I'll start with you. Uh, did you play Saturday? Well, why do we have to do this speech, Josh? Every week you ask me and I do rubbish or I'm not here. This Saturday, oh, sure, we'll open batsman. Jim, you fancy opening? Yeah, I'll open batting. First ball of a match. Yeah, cheers. Take some middle peg out. I'm off. That's my day done. Thanks, lads. So we were all out for about 94 and they ticked it off easy. So, yeah, great day for me. Uh, Diamond Duck. That's um, not necessarily the ideal start. I think my game was considerably more boring than Conroy's, so I'll, uh, I'll go next. I actually played this week for the first time in a while. Like Jim, I had the question, Josh, we're short of an opening batsman. You fancy opening? So I did. Um, scored a very slow 20. My, uh, my batting partner, my brother, my opener, Ollie Lynham, went on to a nice 43, deserved his 50. Um, so combined, we scored 63 for the mathematicians out there. We finished our 40 overs 117 for nine, never really kicked on middle order the engine room did not come to fruition this week um it's worth noting mine was a very slow 20 so they didn't need to try and go quickly but couldn't quite do it and marston st lawrence chased it down four down but i had a nice day out as a wicketkeeper batsman a joss butler if you will and you will Conroy, I think, uh, well, you texted me after your game Saturday and were very excited. So <laughs> for all the Brynwood fans out there, talk us through Brynwood's day at the cricket. I mean, how long have we got? Because this could take up the entire podcast, but I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. Um, we went to play Warsaw Cricket Club at third 11 in the, probably the equivalent of playing at maybe Stoke City away from home like that kind of environment just very not a very nice place to play cricket we turned up with what I thought was quite a strong team and they put us into bat and we got to 192 which I was at the halfway stage I thought we're probably about 30 runs short but we had a bit of a bad start both of our openers got low scores and then the middle order we, we built it back together Matt Bond hit 38 I hit 81 and you know everyone else chipped in and got us to got us to a decent score but it was really the second half of the innings where it really kicked off. We looked in total control pretty much the entire second innings. We had them pegged back. I think we had them eight down. They still needed about 60 to win. And then this guy just comes in at number nine and just starts in everything for six. Literally everything that was bold, full, fast, straight, six, everything. But he couldn't hit spin at all. Literally just could not hit a spinner. So... We had an unusual situation of one of our opening bowlers got injured. I'd bowled all my allocation. We didn't have another spinner apart from a guy called John Bush who came on. He normally comes on to bowl when the other team needs about six to win. 
to kind of just get the game done quickly. In this instance, though, they needed full to win, and he comes on and bowls one of the best leg spin deliveries I've ever seen to bowl this batsman who was on 46 not out at the time, round his legs and win the game. And we won by we won by two runs in the end. It was a it was a cracker, Josh. I wish you could have seen it. I mean, it, yeah, uh, any victory by that sort of margin, you know, is going to be a good game. And I like how you only just sort of modestly and subtly brought up the fact you scored 81 runs. <laughs> pretty decent knock in the middle there. And um, I, I saw on your Twitter, I got a uh, little link through to the website and your economy rate, it seems like it went around two and over. So I think it did a job in so, the yeah. middle over there. They just couldn't hit the, spin. It made no sense, Josh. Like, all of our seamers bowled much better than I did, and they got absolutely tonked around the ground, hit the sixes everywhere. And I just bowled pie, <laughs> just looping it up, and they just couldn't hit me off the square. So, yeah, it, the, the scorecard in this instance doesn't really tell the whole story. But that John Bish, 1.2 overs, one wicket for three runs, that is everything you need to know about the game. That was a match-winning performance. The Lion, the Witch and the Match Winner starring John <laughs> Bish. Absolutely. Um, so we've got me and Jimbo's teams struggled to nearly score 100 and Conroy's had an absolute epic of a weekend. And if there's ever an advert for loving cricket means you'll get a good game on a Saturday, I think if anyone deserved it, it was Conroy for the work he puts into actually liking cricket on this podcast. Cheers, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, getting back to the Cricket World Cup, And getting back to the fact we've missed a lot of games through me and Conroy drinking a lot at the last game and then feeling sorry for ourselves for a while. Jim feeling sorry for the fact he didn't drink at the cricket and not stopped drinking since then. Um, We've got a lot to catch up on. So, Jim, I'm going to ask you one question before this next segment. Have you watched much cricket? No. Cool. I, uh, thought- no, I had my fill. We went we went to a game, Josh. Let me off. We went to a game. So I got, I felt like I had my fill of World Cup cricket. So now I'm I'm exhausted, fatigued from World Cup. So no. Loves cricket. Loves cricket, this guy. Seen a cricket game. Well, I've completed cricket, mate. <laughs> exactly. What more do you need oh, than coming to England and Afghanistan slagging off the old Trafford facilities? <laughs> All the key ones. So Conroy, eleven games. Or 10 games, I'm not really sure. Um, there's been games, there's been cricket. Um, let's go. We have 30 seconds each. We'll take it in order. Uh, 30 seconds to describe the cricket game. And by that point, we'll be caught up in the World Cup and no one will need to know anything more. Ready to go? Let's do it, yeah. I'll start us off. Three, two, one, go. New Zealand played South Africa. South Africa batted first and scored from their 49 overs, because it was 49 over a piece, 241 for six. Amler slowly scored 55 off 83. Van der Dusen, a very good 67 off 64, not out. In the chase, New Zealand owe it all to two men. Colin de Granholm scored 60 off 47 when things were looking poor. But Kane Williamson, 106 to take them home, including a six right right when they needed it off the last ball of the over 
Uh, no, that he scored a six to win it, but scored a four with a deft little tap down to third man. Great shot, great game. South Africa gone, New Zealand soaring. Conroy, what happened next? Uh, Australia v Bangladesh at Trent Bridge, which was the most Trent Bridge game you could imagine. Australia batted first, got 3-8-1 for five. Jim's man, David Warner, did the business again, 166 off 147. Um, Can we just take a second to admire how good is David Warner? No, we can't. Um, Usman Khwaja, 89 (laughs) off 72. (laughs) Um, Alan Finch, 53 off 51. Really solid batting by Australia. They're coming good in, in this tournament. We slagged them off earlier on. But, you know, they, they're, they're doing what they do in World Cups. They look good. Bangladesh is bowling. Not so good. Shakib Al-Hassan, 0 for 50 off six overs. Not great. Um, in the case, Bangladesh never really got near them. Uh, a nice sanctuary by Musfika Rahim. Um, and Tammy McBell chipped him with 62. But it was all about Australia, this one. Solid win for them. Next game, Josh. Sri Lanka, England, the only game of the World Cup I call a foregone conclusion. And England lost by 20 runs. Um, <laughs> Sri Lanka batted first, scored 232 for nine. Um, they had, I don't know how that happened. Um, we looked like we bowled well enough. They were two for three um, at 2.2 overs. And I text my mate and was like, I hope they bat long enough that I get to watch some of it in the pub. And they just about did that. England in reply, Johnny Bairstow, another golden duck. James Vince is looking like we are missing missing Jason Roy. 14 off 18. Root looked good. 57. And when him and Stokes were batting together, we were cruising. Morgan got out caught bowl for 21. Butler went... Ali hit a six and then decided he needed to do that every ball. And Ben Stokes, 82 not out, wasn't enough. We lost by 20 runs and it's maybe the biggest shock in World Cup history. Conroy, what happened next? Oh, so disappointed by that game. <laughs> um, India versus Afghanistan, absolute crack of a game. This was the game where I thought Afghanistan might just be able to pull off a shock after the first innings. They reduced India to 2-2-4 for eight off their 50. And I just thought that that's chaseable. They could possibly get this. Um, Virat Kohli hit 67 off 63. Other people chipped in, got some rungs, but that was about it. Afghanistan looked like they could win it until the last over, really. They needed 16. Mohamed Nabi was still in. He was on 52 off 54. And then he just got himself... Well, he got out trying to slog it for a boundary, which they needed. Um, and then Shami finished off with a hat-trick. I think it's the second World Cup hat-trick for India. So, yeah, another defeat for Afghanistan. I'm sure Jim will tell us that. It's because Afghan- Afghanistan just can't get enough rings. And again, he's probably right. Josh? Um, the best game of the World Cup happened next. New Zealand. Batted first, scored 291 for eight, um, which was absolutely, looked like it would be enough. And in the second innings, West Indies collapsed until Carlos Brathwaite played one of the World Cup knocks of a lifetime. Chris Gale had hit 87, remembered what World Cup batting was about. Uh, Jason Holder got a first ball duck, wouldn't want him in my dream team. 
but we went from a situation where they were 152 for five when Gale got out in the 24th over, and then it all collapsed. 211 for eight, and then Brathwaite did the business. He scored 101, and needing just six to win, he, off the last ball of the 49th over, he was caught on the boundary it was going for six Trent Bolt over his head took the catch and a pub a pub that had little interest in cricket everyone was fixated on a Saturday night and it was absolute scenes also a shout out Kane Williamson 148 and both opening batsmen for New Zealand got golden ducks <laughs> and Munro. So Williamson and Taylor runs, no one else anything. And then fascinating game and the English public started to care about cricket. Conroy, next. What a game that was. Really enjoyed that one. Um, Pakistan versus South Africa. I think this game oddly sums up the World Cup so far. Pakistan got 308 for seven and South Africa couldn't get near it. They got 259 for nine, but again, never really got close in the final third of the chase and it's what the World Cup's been like if you get runs on the board you, you people seem to be struggling to chase anything over 300 um, in terms of the runs Baba Azam got 69 Harris Sahail got 89 I think and South Africa let's not even talk about their batsmen because they didn't get anywhere near it so let's just move on Josh uh, yeah, another what I would call fundamentally boring game. Bangladesh, Afghanistan. Bangladesh bat first, two six seven, uh, two six two for seven. Uh, Shakib got fifty one. Mushfiqur eighty three. And then Afghanistan did what Afghanistan do. They got off to a good start, or a good start for them. Um, Gulb. 10 seconds on Golbadine. Captain opens the bowling for them, even though he's definitely not a very good bowler. And has decided since the Shazad has gone home, he's now going to open the batting as well. And also his dad's the uh, manager. That bit might not be true. He scored 47, um, but they got 200. Never looked near it. Um, and the one of the highlights of the World Cup, Shinwari, who was batting, got stranded on 49 and had a paddy. He had a tantrum that Majib got out for zero when he could have tried to play defensive, played a second shot, got out. He was stranded on 49 and Shinwari refused to talk to him and had a tantrum, which <laughs> we love. Uh, Conroy, what happened next? Yeah, that's brilliant. I forgot, I completely forgot that happened. <laughs> that's great. Um, England v Australia. This is probably my least favourite game of the World Cup so far, mainly because Australia beat us very convincingly. Um, Australia buying first, got 285, which, you know, over the last four years, England should be chasing that easily. But the pitch was a, a bit of a difficult one to bat on second, and we, we were 2 2 1 all out. Alan Finks with a good 100. David Warner again, 53. Um, ben Stokes is the only batsman for England who got above 30. He got 89. But it was really, it was a really disappointing display of England. We didn't bowl well enough, we didn't bat well enough, and we've got a lot of work to do in the last two games if we're going to qualify. Josh, um, Pakistan, New Zealand. Pakistan still hoping to qualify, especially after England's two defeats. Um, and 
Well, boy, New Zealand, having been the team so far, batted first, scored 237-6. Standout, wow. As ever, Williamson got 41, but um, once he went and the top order, the top five were gone, they relied on Jimmy Neesham, Twitter's favourite Jimmy Neesham, scored 97 and hold the innings together uh, with Colin de Grandhome, who scored 64. Um, but 237 didn't look particularly competitive. Pakistan chased it down, but not with, they didn't smash it in 49.1 overs, um, but they relied on Babar Azam's 101, not out to see them home. And Conroy finally, after a lot of stop starts for him, he's had the game that is why you put him, as your opening bat apparently, in your dream team. <laughs> Um, so Pakistan still just about keeping on going. Jumbo. Uh, no, not Jumbo, obviously. <laughs> I, if Doyle got... might watch the game, I it instantly realised that that Thank was... Off script. Conroy? <laughs> um, I mean, Pakistan, that's a massive result for them in terms of getting to the top four now. With England losing, that really opens it up, doesn't it? Um, the next game... It was a bit of a, well, I'd probably consider a bit of a dead rubber. India, West Indies. India won by 125 rings. West Indies just were terrible in this game. India got a score on the board, which, I mean, India are just playing such a funny World Cup at the moment. They seem to get to like, they seem to be relying very heavily on their bowling. And they're not getting massive scores, but they managed to defend them easily a lot of the time. Vivek Kohli, 72. Emma Stoney, 56 off 61. KL Rahul, 48 off 64. They got enough rings and they bowled really well. Mohamed Shami, 4 for 16. Bumra, 2 for 9. And they defended it really easily. And that's probably West Indies out of the tournament now. Josh? Yeah, I'd say there's no coming back for them now. So that we are caught up in Cricket World Cup. What that means is, well, it's all, it's all gone downhill. I we left the last podcast, loving life, England cruising. England could well go out the World Cup. We have to beat, we'd say India um, and New Zealand, who are both two of the top teams, and that's the only way we guarantee going through. Uh, otherwise, we are relying on other defeats. Namely, Pakistan could be our big rivals now who beat us in that shock game at the start of the tournament. But it's, yeah, it's a nightmare. Jim, of those, of those games, of those 10 games, did any stand out? Did you watch any? Were you with me in rumours for the greatest game of the tournament, New Zealand, West Indies? What's happened? Talk to me. What, what of the World Cup? As say, me and Conroy watch everything because we just love cricket. You... We thought loved cricket, but it turns out went to a game and that's cricket completed for you. What stands out for you as sort of our man among the people? What caught your eye? It's got to be the England loss to, well, both England losses. The England loss to Sri Lanka is just a head-scratcher for England fans. I have to apologise to the Sri Lankan population. I've been having to go at your team as being one of the worst World Cup teams ever going into this World Cup. Now you've beaten us, so... Well done. Apologies from me. Uh, it's just a head-scratcher, that loss. We were cruising all the way with the Stokes and Root were batting. Somehow we've lost. 
who's just unbelievable, really. Our lower order didn't step up here. Butler's here. Ali's took a day off. It's poor, really poor display. Then we lost to the old enemy, which it was day we didn't turn up at all. We didn't bowl well. We didn't bat well. We lost. <laughs> Lords is certainly a lower scoring ground than others. Um, so 280 is more than it sounds, but we didn't turn up with batting. We can see. Yeah, we no, you think we didn't bowl well? We bowled terribly, I thought. We won the toss, put them in on what looked like a pitch you had to bowl first on, and didn't take early wickets. Warner played and missed at every ball he faced for 15 overs, but we just didn't get him out. He's a top um, point, though. The last 20 overs, I thought we came back into the game well. Um, I thought at one point it looked like they were getting 350, but we brought it back and then just got out to bat again. Like, Berendorf tore us apart. Like, if Glamorgan... We, str we struggled start, against their left-handers. Well. I agree. Berendorf, who we never really talk about, did well. Stark did well. We didn't play him well at all. And especially when they swing the ball well early on. We struggled. And we could well be out for it. Um, well, I did, I've... I want to watch the Wimbledon final on July 14th anyway. I've got a family barbecue at Sky, so I'll just go there and that'll be fine. Um, Conroy, what stood out for you? What games really gripped you? Well, just going to start by talking about, again, the England games are hard to look past, really. The Sri Lanka loss was just such an anomaly, really. But it, it does come down to, I think, England have played this brand of cricket where we just attack everything. And sometimes, I think in World Cups, you just need to get your head down and grind out a little bit for these run chasers. I think New Zealand have shown that, you know, you take the game deep, you take it into the last few overs and make sure you're in the game. And, you know, in both those run chasers, England left themselves too much to do. Um, you know, leaving it to Ben Stokes and he's more than capable of pulling off a miraculous, um, like, recovery. But he was left with the tail enders, like, Archer and Wood, who shouldn't be put in that situation. As Jim said, our middle order let us down a little bit. But again, you've got to look at the top order. I mean, James Vinks, 14 off 18. Johnny Bairstow, Golden Duck. Owen Morgan, 21 off 35. No one really, apart from Stokes, did, did the business. Um, the other game that stands out is the one you talked about earlier, the West Indies game against New Zealand. That was just a phenomenal game of cricket. Like, New Zealand won that game about five times over and then West Indies somehow just came back into it over and over again. I mean, that Brathwaite innings was nearly the greatest innings of World Cup history. I think that's fair to say. That was nearly, that was astonishing. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I watched it live and I just, when he got out, I was absolutely gutted for him. Um, mm. I love the New Zealand team, but that would have just been one of the best comebacks in World Cup history. I think especially because it was the day that we'd all, like we talked about, we'd all played cricket. We, we were back in the pub watching it. It was the day-night game. And there we had at our pub maybe six, seven, eight cricketers in there. And the cricket was on because it's a sports pub. And we were watching it and like, oh, it's quite, oh, he's hitting a few sixes. This is interesting. And then a few, a few were nudging like, have you seen this? It's like, 
why are my football mates punching me and telling me to watch cricket? This is not a situation I'm usually in. And by the end, everyone was just fixated on it. Just like, imagine if he does it. Oh, oh, let's look at the odds and see what's going to happen next. Or shots if such and such comes in. And you know you're on a Saturday night where anyone just wants any live sport to watch and play drinking games to. But actually, people were enjoying cricket. And it made the World Cup, like, it's a home World Cup. Just out, of, um, just out of curiosity, I, I don't know what you guys think about this, but would you, so he needed six off seven balls. If you were in his situation, would you have knocked the single and taken it to the last over? Or would you have just done what he was doing so well and just go for the boundary to win it? What, what would you, Jim, what would you do first? I, I haven't hit a six about 10 years, so I just knocked <laughs> it around a little bit and hope to, <laughs> hope to nick one down to third man is my normal approach. <laughs> but then you've got you've got to try and take it long. I think until you're within four of a target, you've got to be trying to get close as close as possible. Yeah, Josh. I I, I'm not sure. I think when you're hitting it well, and it's in the slot, I think you just back yourself. You've done it so much. I I get the point. Take it long, but he couldn't trust his other batsmen. Like there was never a point where it was like, oh, we can both just take a runner ball and win the game because he had to do it all. Um, it's a tough one. I think you've got to look at the bowler and the bowling option. And I assume, I can't remember off the top of my head, cause bearing in mind it was Saturday night, I assume Trent Bolt would have had the 50th. I think so, yeah. I think he did. Um, and at which point you say... It was Jimmy Neesham, I think, got him out. Um, um, Jimmy Neesham, I think, got him out, caught by Trent Bolt. And you go, I've taken on the sixth bowler who they've had to bowl. I've made a calculated risk. He bowled it in my slot and I just didn't quite execute it. And he's a yard away. Trent Bolt is yeah. on the boundary looking at the rope, caught it over his head. I just think you say... Actually, at that point, you probably, if you see it in the arc, you hit it, don't you? By margins, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, like Jim, I very rarely hit a six, so I'd have probably scooped it, because that's the only shot I ever play. So, <laughs> just scooped it, Carlos. Good game, though. What, really would, you good game. what would you have done, Matt? What would you have done? As the only winner... On this thing, you have been bowled out for 94 and 117 respectively. So, as someone who won the three, what would you have done? Scored 81, um, asking I, the opinions of a diamond duck and a lad who scored 20 off around a David Warner esque strike rate. What would you have done? <laughs> well, I was at, well, I was on 81 in my game with three overs to go, and I've never hit a century. So, really, I should have just knocked a single in that game and, like, given myself a chance. But I went for the big six <laughs> and got caught and bowled. So, that, I think that tells you what I would do. I would have done the same. I would have gone for it. And, you know, that, as you said, that could have easily gone for six. It was, it was a fantastic catch, actually, by Trent Bolt because he really was right did. on the roll. Um, and they can so easily go wrong, those kind of ones, under that kind of pressure. So, um, yeah, I, I don't blame him for having, having a go. Jimbo, you actually, for all your, for all your sort of sly, making it seem like you don't like about cricket, you are actually quite a good cricketer. What 
is your best score? I imagine you've got uh, Conroy's best. Is 81 your best score, Conroy? Uh, 82. 82. Lost by one. Jimbo? Haven't got a century yet. I don't know where this conversation is going, Josh. I haven't got a century yet. I got a 90 not out a couple of years, well, probably a few more than a couple of years ago now. Fortunately, I was chasing, so I ran out of time to, ran out of runs to chase, really. But 90 not out is my biggest. I'm not even going to ask you what your biggest score is, Josh. No one nah, needs it. No need. Go on, go on. What is it? I'm guessing it's a hundred. 113, mate. 113. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I've uh, I've passed fifty twice. The first time I did it, I got my hundred. Um, got hundred and thirty. It, it's worth that. I was playing a third team on a uh, primary school side pitch. The boundaries were tiny. I still didn't manage to hit a six. I hit nineteen fours, <laughs> and. I came in by letting just slog swept everything before um, and then got out slog sweeping, missed a straight one with three balls to go. Um, and the other time I hit 60 and then got out slog sweeping, thinking I was in. I get to 40 a lot and then my com most people sort of have a bad conversion rate from 50 to 100. I have a bad conversion rate from 40 to 50. Um, I normally have a bad one, 0 to 10. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but yes, that is probably the only thing I will beat you boys in at cricket, and it is an absolute anomaly. Um, and that day, greatest day of my cricket career, didn't even top score. Pat Whitney opened the bat and scored 115 not out. So. Oh. <laughs> um, good day to be. It was a long. It wasn't, I came in at five, so our number six was padded for a long time. It was 40 over game. I got out 39.3 overs. He came in having been padded for around 35 overs. So we lost oh. two wickets very quick and got first baller. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then Ollie Lynham faced two balls at the end. So we let others have a go. Um, <laughs> So I think I think what um what we'll what we'll do, Conroy, you've got a segment now where where we're gonna try and make it a bit more interactive. You've got a game for us. So without further ado, Conroy, talk us through your game. Yeah, so th this game I've I've just come up with. I mean I hope you guys like it. I think it's it's quite interesting. It tests your cricketing knowledge a little bit. Um, the basic premise of this is we're going to start by talking about England ODI cricketers. And what I want you to do is give me the name of an, an ODI cricketer who you think has got the least amount of ODI caps. So ideally someone with one or two caps. And then I want you to go upwards and keep saying names of cricketers like increasing the amount of caps until you get to the top one so basically you, you can increase the amount of caps but you can't decrease the amount of caps so you can pick someone with one cap then someone with two caps then someone with 50 caps you can't go back down you have to keep going back up and it's you have to increase on josh's number or my own number so you each are going to have a turn separately and okay. then it's whoever can get the most players before they 
go down again. Um, and then I think we'll do that for the first round, see how it goes. And then there's, a, there's another couple of options. Jim's really good at this sort of thing, with, like weirdly, as someone who doesn't pay any attention to the World Cup, is really good at old school. Oh, Jim's going to smash me at this, and it's frustrating because I know. Oh. I, I quite like that it kind of um, balances the playing field between you guys. I think um, it could be, could be interesting. Um, who, who wants to go first? Does anyone. Any Let Jim go first. Oh, pressure. I want to okay. name a low one, but I don't want to name one that doesn't play at all. <laughs> Immediately lose. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's the gamble, isn't it, really? Who's not played a lot? Um, what what we'll do, Jim, is when you give me the name, I'll tell you how many caps they've got, just so you have an idea of like which like how, how far in you are, okay? Sounds good. Does that sound good? Hmm... You can uh, start whenever you're ready. I'm on the Wikipedia page, <laughs> ready to go. This is a long list. How many people are on this list? There's a lot of people on this list. I can't give you a number, but I, I think it's about 300. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not far off 300 players. Cool. So you do I'm, you're doing well. I'll go Jake Ball. Let's have a look. Oh, he's played a few. He has played 18. Yeah. So am I separate? Do I want someone yeah. with one or someone with 19? So Jim, Jim goes again now. It's just Jim this. So he's just got to go on oh, his own. Oh no, this is impossible. <laughs> so you've got someone, it's got to be someone who's got more than 18 ODI caps. Gareth Batty. Have a look at Gareth Batty. I met him once at the Nets in Kent, but anyway, story for another day. Uh, <laughs> he's got 10 caps. No! I lost. Game over. What a great start. <laughs> um, do we, I think that we, we say that's the trial run because it is very difficult, I think, when you first start. <laughs> yeah, okay. Josh, do you want to you go now? Now you've, okay. You had time to think a little bit, and then we'll go back to Jim in a minute. See, I think I know a one cap wonder. Well, go, go for it. Toby Roland Jones. Uh, let's have a look. I think you might be right. Yeah, he does have one cap. Correct. Um, okay, so I want someone with a couple of caps, but not many. Yeah. Uh, I will. I really should have thought this through when Jim was going, shouldn't I? Um, I will go with Jamie Dalrymple. Oh, how do you spell the surname? Because I need to type that in. <laughs> I will. I reckon Dalrymple. D A L Y R. Yeah, I got it. No, he's got. He's got twenty-seven caps. Oh, more than I thought. England's bits and pieces all around cricket. Jamie Dalrymple, one of my favourites. Yeah. 27. Oh. Has Vince played 27? Vince is my risky one, <laughs> but I want to play it slightly safer uh, and make sure I get a score on the board. So I'm going over 27. 
Craig Keysvetter. You're picking all the ones with the most difficult surnames to spell, aren't you? Like, you could not have picked. <laughs> uh, he's got 46 caps, so that's good. Um, oh, he, OHR wouldn't have played that many. Um, I bet he's played more than that. I'm not sure. Shut. He was a good. Oh, it's... It... Mas... oh I should have got Mascherina. So, um... Hey, Shut... Mascherina. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oasha. He's played 71. Yeah. Ben Stokes. Oh, that's going to. Surely that's going to be quite high. He's played 95. Joss Butler. He's definitely played more than that. Let's just have a look. He has played 142. Owen Morgan. Well, he's the most capped England ODI player. <laughs> so, so he's played 213. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything else. So, Jim, can you? That was, that was a very good effort, actually. I thought that was really good. That was seven um, consecutive ones, which I think is very, very impressive. Um, Jim, do you want to go again? Yeah, so uh, first one I'll go Toby Rowland Jones. <laughs> okay, you can't. As, as the police master of this game, I'm going to say you can't repeat any of the ones that you've, you've got enough to choose that's from. Oh, that's outrageous. Yeah, you can't oh, you be... Uh... Insane and put Collingwood ahead of Morgan and win. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, my whole plan, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I mean... Go okay, good. Uh, oh, I'm going to play it safe. Get one on the... It's your first one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not good, very good at this. Number one, who didn't play very often? Mm. Oh, shit. What was up with you? Oh, I'm just thinking of ones that could have gone. Let's go with Chris Reed. You're telling me he'd never played test one day cricket. 36. Oh, that's way too many. That's high. That's higher than I thought. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. Uh, Alex Hales. Hales, that's an interesting that's one. High. 70. Yeah, see? <laughs> Jason one Roy. Below, one below OHR. Jason Roy, let's have a look. 87. You're abroad. 121. Jimmy Anderson. Jimmy Anderson. Oh, 194. Oh, no. <laughs> not enough people who've played more than 194. I know I've got problems. Have I got a way of winning at this point? Um, you've got a, I can't tell you, really, because it's going to give it away, I think. Because, well... There's not, ma there's not many. More. I'm looking at Morgan, Hollingwood... Peterson, Bell, maybe. Oh, Flint. Have a gamble. Oh. I'm going to go Ian Bell. No, nah, he's 161. 
Oh. Jimmy Anderson is the third most capped ODI player in English, English cricket history. Oh. That's high, isn't it? I know, that's quite early. Nellanders oh. of the world, United take over. Jimmy Anderson. Last week, Mitch and Tendulkar. This week, Jimmy Anderson. You wait till he's <laughs> in the Maccabees next week. <laughs> what did you think of that? Is that good? Enjoy that? Enjoyed it. It was stressful and <laughs> my blood pressure is through the roof. Cool. Well, we'll tight. bring it back next. We'll bring it back next week with a, a slightly different format, I think. Yeah, 1930s English batsman. I'm all over it. We'll also <laughs> pencil in a guest starring role for a regular listener. So if you want to, uh, if you want to feature next week at Direct Tip Pod on Twitter or email us at Direct Podcast at Gmail and we'll get one of you on to. See how you get on against myself and Jim with your quiz master, Matt Conroy. That's, I, I was going to say matching, but then that's taken. That's just copyright. Probably so. the second, probably the second best Matt for cricket-based quizzes on podcasts. I'd say that probably. That is undeniable, and if anyone denies it, we will fight them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I reckon that's all we've got time for, boys. <laughs> I enjoyed that, Conroy. I thought that was a good addition and a stressful addition. And Jim got two goes, which is still confusing. <laughs> Am I still uh, lost? Still lost, yeah. Um, there's so many now I want to be like, oh, if I just said James Kirtley, how would I? Did he Mascarenas? How much did he play for England? Did he? A lot. Was it? I reckon it's 20-odd. No, must Exactly 20. What? Yeah. Maybe he was just T20. Uh. He only he played was for two years. Twenty, I reckon, but he was... There's James, a lot Curt- of... James Curtley was 11. Hmm. There's a lot I was thinking in their early doors. Well, Conroy, that's your task for the week, is you are Quizmaster now, and we will get different people on to to play with us week on week. Um, Jim, watch some cricket this week. That's your task. Um, oh, I'll do. I'm going to update my spreadsheet as well, just to confirm I'm still winning. Well, seeing as Kane Williams has scored loads of runs, although one has scored 166. So. But can we also mention, this didn't get mentioned at any point, Conroy, this is your fault. You had 30 seconds. You didn't mention it. Glenn Maxwell, 32 off 10. Yeah. <laughs> I did know that. I definitely clocked that when I was looking at the scorecard, but I purposely didn't say it. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. Flying <laughs> the boys. Where possible, yeah. What would Teddy do? He'll fly the boys. Um, <laughs> right, boys. Um, we won't leave it so long. We'll uh, reconvene in a few days give it two, three days, so there's not so much to talk about, but so much time that Conroy's got time for a new quiz. Jimbo, to you and your diamond duck, I say thank you. Cheers, Josh. Conroy, to you and your match-winning 81, and your <laughs> Pat Cummins pie-bowling exploits, I say congratulations. Cheers, man. Go well. And from me... It's been a pleasure as ever. Thank you, listeners, and we look forward to hearing from you. It could be you next week. Get in touch. Go well.